This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the U Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. And we have a very special guest. Am I right? We do. We have a very, very special guest, TikTok sensation Tinks. Welcome. We're very excited to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. Yeah, we are. We are pumped. I'm a huge fan of your your work. Um, <laughs> I would say that um, my my favorite uh, TikTok of yours, and I'm like I'm usually like 20 years late to like whatever the new platform is. Um, is that one about like you shouldn't be scared to get get the vaccine? And then it was like if you went to all these New yeah. York clubs mm-hmm. and bars. Um, and Jared knows my alternate, my autobiography title is washed up party girl. So I've really, <laughs> truly it. related to that one. Yeah. We will have a lot in common then. Yeah. I, I did two versions, <laughs> uh, New York and LA party girl. Cause there's just certain clubs where like, if you've been to them in New York and if you've like partied in New York at all, full stop, like truly we're, we're built different and we have very little to be afraid of. So. Totally How long agree. were you in New York? How long have you been in LA? What's uh, what's the split here? I've really just done a, a whole tour of US coastal cities. I was in the Bay Area for eight years. Um, I was one of in- my favorite cities in the world. Best yeah. food. Yeah, I love People it. Oh shit on San Francisco. And I, I get it. There's a lot of tech bros now and, and it's kind of, the vibe is off. But I had a great time there. I went to Stanford um, undergrad I'm from London originally, went to Stanford undergrad, lived in San Francisco for four years, lived in New York for two, and I've been in LA for a year and a half. So I truly do know about um, fuckboys in all the major cities, um, and I know about the dating patterns, which does make me somewhat of an expert. So that's that's why I have so many opinions, I think. You're just like us, uncertified, unlicensed experts, at, <laughs> exactly. um, you know, exactly what we do. Um, so, I mean, one of the things I guess we wanted to ask you, you, since you have lived in all these different places and, you know, what do you think is the major difference between dating like in, in a city like L.A. or a city like New York? I feel like everyone thinks their city is the worst to date in. So two things. Firstly, everybody thinks that their city is the worst to date in. And I hate to be all woo woo, but it is so much about attitude. If you go out thinking this is an awful city to date in, the people here are trash, like then that will be your experience. That having been said, here's the major difference between New York and LA. In New York, dating is a thing that you do as just a part of your life. It's like going to the gym or doing laundry. When you talk to your friends in New York who are single, you sit down to dinner with them and they're, and you're like, Oh, what'd you do last night? And they're like, Oh, I, you know, I went to the gym. I went on a date. Uh, I got dinner. Um, and then like I took his annex and I went to bed in, in LA, 
the anticipation and the buildup for a date, it's like a three week thing. It's like, I think I'm going to go on a date with this guy. You have to get out your map. You have to map if you live in the same place. Like it's a lot of driving and then they're usually going to flake anyway. But people in New York, they just get the reps in because it's so available. You can meet someone on Hinge at lunchtime and conceivably go on a date with them that night. Now, I would never advocate for a same day date. We can get into that later. But that's very much the vibe is just like three or four dates a week, getting those reps in. It's just something you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with the attitude part because like you mentioned San Francisco, like, and people going to the tech bros. Well, you're the one going to the Marina every night. Right. It's like, you can go to a different bar. You can go to, you know, hang out in Chinatown. You can go hang out in other places where, or go to, you know, little Italy there. And like, there's other places to go that, might not have that group that you're complaining about, but continuing to hang out with. Completely. And you have to, you have to set yourself up for success on multiple levels. I, I, I always say, you know, people say, oh, I really want to be dating. Like, how do you meet people? And it's like, there's several things, right? So firstly, are you on the apps? If you're not, then I'm sorry. Like, I really can't help you if you don't want to help yourself. You need to be doing that just to be putting out that vibe into the universe. Secondly, are you just going to the same bars? As you said, so many people, they just go to the same bars with the same group of people. And I always say to people, like, if you're standing in a group of six girls, it's hard for someone to come up with, come up to you. You're not giving off the energy that you want to meet new people. Um, And thirdly, like, are you just going to, are, are you, are you sticking around with the same group? Like, if you have a friend that you don't know that well, ask them to take you to a dinner party, ask them to take you to their favorite bar. Like that's how you meet new people. You have to set yourself up for success. Otherwise you will get frustrated really quickly. Absolutely. Right. I totally agree. Doing the same thing definitely yields the same results. (laughs) That LA thing that you talked about, um, LA are professional cancelers too. Like they are LA, like just generally is like in the cancel game oh yeah i feel Mm -hmm. like especially because if everyone's in the industry listen everyone is industry even though like even the artists are like well i'm not industry the artists are as much industry as the industry people are if they even touch entertainment they are so good at canceling in the nicest way possible that that's all they do all day so they're good at it at night they're gonna be good at it for you for for sure It's, it's a very flaky city for two reasons the first is logistical and it is just you know, more difficult to go and meet someone if they're in a different part of town. I mean, Venice and West Hollywood, where I live, are 45 an hour away, at like prime time on a, on a weeknight. So that's the first thing. And and people people honestly don't even get mad when you cancel for that reason, because it is annoying to spend two hours in your car. Like people get that. And the second reason is, ugh, listen, I love LA. It's, it's my adopted city, but it is a city of better dealers. So mm-hmm. In the sense that, you know, if someone has a date and then someone says, oh, there's a cool party. Do you want to go to that? People will cancel. And and in L.A., that's, you know, that's just what the vibe is. Interesting. I guess in New York, there's just not as much exciting shit. Or like also, I also feel like maybe it's a New York girl who like might just kind of go on a date after work, like in whatever she's wearing, like not give a shit. And I feel like in LA, the standard for like your pre-date prep is like a serious thing. Like you're not just going with your like work hair or whatever. Such a good point. Respectfully, when I think about New York dating, like in, in your twenties, I think about girls in like a theory or an Ann Taylor, like high-waisted pencil skirt with like a, a crumpled blouse, um, 
not crumpled, but just, you know, she wore it for the day and her hair and like her little lawn chomp toad and her little beaten down flats. And she'll just go to the date, which I respect. And I actually think that's way better because in LA, it also takes some of my friends like a week to prep for a date. They got to get their hair done. They need nails. And it's just like, what version of yourself are you presenting? So I think that there's some middle ground, but I, that's a, a really, another really interesting difference that I totally agree with. In New York, it's just like, as I said, people are rolling from work and that's their vibe. Um, whereas in LA, it's a whole process. But it's all, this is really all to say that you're not going to find a, a dating utopia out there. And if you think you are, then you really like aren't seeing the, you know, the filters on life that people are putting up. Like, it's bad everywhere you go. There's a problem. There's someone that thinks it's bad. There's too little people. There's too many people. It's always going to be something. Totally. And and so, but for me, I look at it the flip side. I, I understand that people think like, oh, everywhere's bad. And I'm like, you guys, you can also just look at it and say, there's got people everywhere. There's literally people everywhere. It's about your attitude. And I, to be quite frank, like, and I always give myself as an example so that I'm not, you know, being negative towards other people. When I was in New York, I was not in a very happy place in my life. I had a bad attitude and I really went on very few dates in two years and I didn't enjoy it that much. In LA, I'm a lot happier and I have a good attitude about it. And I feel like I meet people, I meet guys all the time, like all the time. And I'm having such a fun time dating. So it is about where you're at in your life, the energy you put out and, and to be honest, how much effort you put into it. Like if you're just sitting in your house, a guy isn't going to come and knock on your door and be like, Hey, I'd like to take you on a date. Like it, that's not how it works. You have to put, have to put the energy out there to that, that you want to receive. Totally. Um, I wanted to ask you also about, um, you wrote about this box theory. Can you, yes. can you explain that? Cause we've touched on that, but I'd love to hear your take on, on it. Okay. So my box theory, I believe that when a guy meets you in a romantic setting, so either on a dating app, at a bar, at a party, whatever, he puts you in a box. There is three boxes. He wants to sleep with you. He wants to date you or he wants nothing to do with you. So it's very, it's impossible to move from box to box. The reason that I came up with this theory is because a lot of my followers would always ask me like, how, how long should I wait to sleep with him? And I think that the fact that there used to be like rules, like, oh, three dates, five dates, totally ridiculous. Because if a guy wants to date you, there is almost nothing you can do to change his mind about that. Like you can sleep with him on the first date. You can, one of the guys I dated, I literally puked on his shoes the first night that I met him and he was infatuated with me. If they want to date you, they want to date you. On the flip side, if they meet you and they're like, I don't want a girlfriend or like, this isn't my girlfriend, I but I do, I am attracted to her and I want to sleep with her. You can make him wait for three months and it's not going to change his mind. He's not going to be like, well, now she's wifey material because she waited. I do not believe in that. Mm-hmm. Women are totally different. And that's the box theory. Jared, do you, as a man, <laughs> as a- do, you, do you agree? Impossible to move boxes? Um, I agree. I, I, I think the hard part about it is I, I respect everything you're saying. And I, I agree with the idea of like, you know, if he wants to date you fucking on the first date, isn't going to like deter him from trying to date you. You're just going to find out faster if he wants to date you or not. The right. problem is the guy who wants to fuck you and the guy who wants to be in a relationship with you act exactly the same. 
Right. So so the problem <laughs> is they're both in disguise as each other. So, so the point there is sleep with them when you want to. That's that's the punchline of, of the box theory. Is like it's like don't stress about oh, have I made him wait? Have I not made him wait? Like the it's it should be a weight off of our shoulders because it's like if you feel like sleeping with someone, you should do it. Um, it doesn't matter how long it's been. And that's that's the punchline of the theory. So it, it should take off the pressure of like, I mean, I still have friends who are like, oh, I've waited two weeks. Do you think that's long enough? That's crazy. That's madness. Well, you're speaking our language, Tanks. We, you know, we <laughs> really don't live in any rules here. It's like, because it, it, we get like the classic question, how many dates should I wait? Well, should compared to who? Who, right. what are we saying should with? Like mm -hmm. who makes, who's the bar? Who's the rule? Nobody. How do you feel about it? And, and the problem is people want answers to absolve themselves of having bad feelings. It takes time. You know, all of us are around the same age. We all take it. When we were 22 out of the box, graduated college, we weren't like, I know exactly how I feel about sex. No, you, it, it takes some time to go, well, I liked how I felt after I did it with, you know, I had, you know, got physical with this person and it happened in this way. I didn't like how I felt when it happened in this way. And it's a, that's the problem is like, it's a cocktail that like, we can't give you the answer to, we can't give you the mix, but that's why like the, the whole thing of like, I mean, the, we get a lot of like, I have a lot of women that are like, I don't want to scare him away. And it's like, you can do nothing to scare a guy away who wants to fuck you and who wants to be with you. Those two guys are frightened of nothing. The guy right. who has fucked you but doesn't want to be with you is afraid of everything. Exactly. So <laughs> so it's like you're just getting answers to your questions. Right. It's more about, like you said, like not like will he like me or will he won't like me if I sleep with him, but it's more like will I like him artificially more than I, mm. than I might otherwise? Like if I slept with him on the second date, would that make me more attached than is – than I think that I would be otherwise or like be yeah. more invested. And I think a lot of the times uh, girls will sleep with a guy and feel good about it. And then they will trip themselves out right after because of what they they're They're looking for a change in his behavior and it, it makes them feel like on edge. And, and that's, that's wrong because as you said, Jared, like, there, the guy who wants to be with you is afraid of nothing. And so, yeah. but I do think a lot of the times girls will sleep with a the guy, they'll feel good about it. They'll say, they'll be like, I'm ready. I'm into this. I want to do it tonight or whatever. And then the, ne the next day they'll be like, oh my God, did I freak him out? Did I, what? was that too soon? And then that will change their behavior. And it's stressful for them, which it's like, it shouldn't be. If you wanted to, then that's great. But you have to be a little bit detached from the outcome. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? 
Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. The problem a lot of times happens is like, if you're dating, like this is all part of dating. Just because you went on date doesn't mean you will go on date. So a lot of people are like looking for, well, where did it go wrong? You know, and it's like, there's not one thing anyone can do that it went wrong. It's like, I'm not really feeling this match. I'm not excited about it. I'm not in that, you know, that mystical category of the one, you know, like, and they go, well, why did we do all that before? And you're like, because I was trying to figure out if I like you too. Like, like, you know, everyone has their different ways towards a match. And it's like, the problem is we all have our different ways and assume everyone's is the same as ours. So that's where people get a little upset and it's hard. Again, relationships are hard is is, is the no brainer uh, conclusion of all these things. But yeah. And I think, I think um, to your point, I wish that women especially didn't waste so much time looking back and, and when things don't work out and being like, where did I, you know, if it's a casual thing, you're seeing someone for a couple weeks or, you know, a month or so. Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you think it was this text? Do you think it was, do you think it was this that I did? And I always tell people like, it's not one thing, as you said, it just, you didn't vibe and you guys were just trying to figure each other out. But I think women take it so personally and they, and they're so critical and they, and they, they think that one text and you know what, this even extends to like texting culture as well. When girls spend so much time crafting the perfect text and then they're like, do you think that that was it? Do you think that that wasn't it? Literally, it doesn't matter. It's just, you, you need to think of the early stages of dating is just sniffing each other's butts, just vibing out and seeing if you match. And it's not, one thing it's not like a chess game where one wrong move is going to collapse the whole situation i always i always think of it as like i'm with a group of dudes and one of them says to me look at this fucking chick and it's his phone with like three texts in a row asking him what he's doing tonight and i'm like okay what about it (laughs) and he's like she's trying to hang out with me and it's like is she cool? Do you like her? What What's the problem? Like, that would be the normal reaction. Right. We all kind of live in the tail ends of, like, crazies. We all think, every, we assume everyone is the most offended, right. the most right. you know, hurt, the most turned off by a three texts yep. in a row situation, right. when that's not the truth. But also, like, if they are turned off by that, like, you know, I mean, I'm sure, like, we've all had an experience with someone who, like, maybe was more into you than you were into them. And that led to like sure. you being turned off or something like that. I don't think it's impossible to be turned off by someone who's texting you a certain way, but it's almost like that's a good thing. That's someone yeah. who like figured out they didn't like your style of texting. They weren't a match for you. Like, why would you want that person to be trying? Like, you're, you're not a match. Why would you want to continue dating that person? So it's not like you could ruin it. It's more like you are who you are and you either ruin like, it like each other or you don't and it's a two-way thing exactly you made me think of something like like we should be more happy with ruining it like people should be so 
pumped about ruining, you know, like, like, what did you do wrong? No, what did I do right to get this person the fuck out of my life so I can move on to the next person? Exactly. And I will say that one nice thing about getting older, I've, I've noticed myself dating in the past year or so is I am more myself early on. And I almost, to your point, like play up the, the weird bits of me, whereas like, like I can be a really intense texture or I can be really like familiar very early on. And I like to do that to almost weed out the guys who aren't going to like it. Like I, I almost show my most extreme weird self faster because I'm like, if you can't, if you don't think it's funny that like I Googled you and brought it up on the date, then you were never going to love me anyway. That's, that's age. And like, I, I hope people who are younger hearing this, like you take that away, you just get to that point quicker. But like, what are, so you're single in LA right now and you just hit a million TikTok followers. So this yeah. is all big news um, for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You were not, you were not someone who was in the social media world before this, right? Like, were you doing other stuff before TikTok? I was, I posted my first TikTok almost a year ago today. Um, before that, I was a writer and brand consultant. So behind the scenes, still in content creation, sort of, but not, um, but not like camera facing. And then in lockdown, I picked up TikTok. And as soon as I made my first video, I realized this is, exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life. So, so doing this, like what's that shot of a, how is the, the world different for you? Because like, you know, Jordan and I, we've been, you know, spitting stuff out on the internet for what, you know, Jordan, you guys are, Betches just said it's 10 years. year anniversary, a lot of years. And I, lot of years. I've been, you know, I've been putting out garbage, you know, forever. So I'm kind of like, we, we've kind of had like a subtle, like I'm sure Jordana more than me had a, a, a takeoff moment gradual. but I've had more yeah I've yeah gradual, gradual rise what's it like to go from like not zero but like you know social media with your friends but to like yeah. a million followers like that it has to be like a big change or is it not I mean I don't know I would I would be like I don't know what the fuck happened I will be honest it feels supernatural to me it feels I I, I don't nothing feels weird to me it feels like I was born to do this I absolutely love it um the only thing that really took me by surprise is just how much I care about my followers. I think I feel super protective over them. I love giving them advice. I love hanging out with them on live. I love DMing them. Like I, I am shocked at the, the emotion, the depth of emotion I have towards them, but everything else feels so normal. Like talking to my phone in the middle of the street, making all this content, um, this whole life, I absolutely love it. And I'm so grateful. And this is just kind of how I am. I, I might not always be the the first to the party, but when I when I get to something that I love, I, I I know it right away. And as soon as I made my first TikTok, I was like, "This is what I'm going to do till the day I die." And I'm just so grateful to have found it. How does this sudden TikTok or internet fame? How does that affect when you're dating? Do do people like? Do you find people already like kind of have an idea or think they have an idea of who you are before they meet you or? They want yeah. to go out with you because of that or they don't because of that. I mean, for sure. Some people don't want to be involved with me anymore. I'm sure. Um, and I vlog on TikTok and I vlog about my dating life. I don't ever use names, but I am super honest about what's going on with my followers. And that comes with a complex set of issues to deal with because it's weird. It's like I, I need someone, whoever I'm with to be okay with me talking about them 
with a nickname or, you know, whatever, but I also don't want them to like it too much. And I've definitely had instances where guys are like, am I going to be in the vlog? What's my nickname going to be? Whatever. (laughs) And people try to figure out who they are. So it's, it's this weird tightrope to walk. Um, But yeah, I mean, it, it is difficult. It's, it's complex. And I'm at a point in my life where I, the number one most important thing to me is my followers and creating good content, like more than dating right now. Um, so that's my priority and, and being honest with them. So it's, it can be difficult. Kind of, you, but how um, long you guys been seeing each other? Only a couple of weeks, but like, so for example, this is a hypothetical. I hope he doesn't listen to this, but like, <laughs> we're not exclusive, but if I was to go on another date, I would usually want to tell my vlog but I couldn't now because I know he watches them. So that's that's right. like a little bit of a tricky situation where it's like if I didn't have the vlog, I don't think it's wrong if I go on another date. We've only been seeing each other for a couple of weeks, but he would be I know he would be hurt if I went on another date. Let me put it that way. So it's like, what do I do about well, that? Right. And I can't be honest with my vlog about how I feel because, well, I mean, I would be, but I can't tell them the the level of detail that I want because I know he watches Listen, I mean, as as two people with a dating podcast who have dated people, um, I I one time at a show, I had a guy at a show and he's there with his girlfriend and the girlfriend is like, um, uh, she's pumped to be there. And the guy's like, who's this asshole that gives my girlfriend advice? And I remember midway through the show, I'm like looking at him. He's got bad energy, hands crossed. I'm like, dude, are you OK? And he's like. I don't know, every fight, I, it's always Jared says or, you know, like I'm like the person in his ear. And I didn't get it. And I was like, yeah, I kind of get that. Like now you're paying to go to a show where like this asshole who who gangs up on you in a, in a fight with your right. girlfriend is fucking with you. And then I remember my girlfriend being like, well, you said, and I was like, damn it, I fucking suck. <laughs> like I was like mad at myself and the way this guy was mad. So it's like you, there is an element of almost... I know with this show, it's like it's easier to be honest with a vlog than it is sometimes with the person that you're seeing. Completely, completely. I that's that's the truest thing. I I, I know. I I find it so easy to be honest with the vlog, but it's like, oh my god, it, yeah, it's it's complicated, right? But a part of I mean, a part of early dating is like is also kind of like not saying the exact exactly how you're feeling all the time like there is like that sort of like the excitement and the mystery of early dating like do they really like me do they not you're not gonna like um i think there is an like even if for instance like in a normal world where you didn't have an internet um persona you could be going on another date but you would never you would never if if you were busy the night that the person you liked asked you out you wouldn't be like oh i can't meet up i'm like going on another date you wouldn't tell them that you would just say you were like busy um, so I do think like there's that element of like you need to keep things mysterious, but you also don't want to be like lying to all the other people who feel like they know you. Totally. And like even and then I, I, I tell my followers everything and I again I, I know that that could be hard for some people, but for me it feels very natural. So like even if I was to go out to dinner with someone, I would want to tell them like what I'm they know what I'm doing all the time and I like it that way for now. And so it's just that's again he watches my instagram obviously he knows what i'm doing it's just like it's a little bit much i would but that's this is the life i i've lived now and and as i said my followers and my content is my top main priority so that's what's taking precedent right now you 
you probably, I mean, you said you met a nice guy, which is great, but you've probably met, I mean, I know from just dealing with like uh, female comic friends of mine, they deal with like a kind of a different type of assholery where it's like, oh, you're pretty funny. Like, like I do this. Like, do you deal with that too? Did you deal with that where someone's like, I do this. Like I, yeah, I got a TikTok following too. And it's like a thousand people. Like, do you deal with that type of thing? I honestly, I haven't dated any other creators yet, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I have a very, I'm very decisive with the type of guy that I like. I, I either like guys younger than me or older than me. I don't like them my age. It's nice if they're not in my world. I've noticed I haven't. Yeah. As I said, I, I think it would be easier in some ways to date someone who understood what it's like to have a mild. I mean, I'm not famous, but I have some internet fame, it might be easier to date someone who also understood it, but it's, it's been nice to, to date people that are in totally different worlds. Um, as it's like, it holds me down and brings me back to reality. And also it's just nice to have different things to talk about. Honestly. I totally agree. That's why I um, am engaged to an accountant. Um, (laughs) No, I do think, I think there's a sense. I see exactly what you're saying. It's like, you want someone to like respect what you do and respect your work, but not be so into it that that's like how, you know what I mean? Either like they're striving to be it or like, think it's like, totally. And especially in LA, which is like, again, I love it so much. It is the most clout chasing town it's it's actually astronomical. The shift, you asked me before, like, how is my life different? The shift in how people treat me is so measurable. It's really, really disturbing. And obviously that overflows into dating. Like guys are clout chasers too. They, they, mm. they you know, I have definitely felt that vibe where it's like, oh, you know, she has clout. She, I want to take her on a date or whatever. There is a certain type of guy who likes my my personality and my you know someone who's always like it's always always something so i have to be careful about that too now there's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect but it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine thanks to vegamore sticking to my hair routine has never been easier and i'm finally seeing the shinier healthier looking hair that i've always wanted now i love the way my hair looks and feels it's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots i have the grow hair serum and i can already tell that it's working like my hair feels healthier i love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky i feel like i'm doing something really healthy for my hair I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. 
Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Should we do the email? Yeah, let's do an email. Let's do it. Tinks, you want to join us answering an email? 100%. All right. Listen, people, keep sending yours in. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Very excited. If you don't follow Tinks already, go follow right now. Go on TikTok. Are you And Instagram, it's all the same, right? It's me, Tinks. It's me, everything. Tinks. So go follow. Get involved. Um, you want to read it, Jordana? Or you want I'll me to read it? it. Okay. Um, hey, J&J, huge fan of the pod. You up with my religion. <laughs> Hoping my dating role models can help me out with this one, especially since it's not a topic. Amen. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you all have touched on yet. I recently realized I have fr- feelings for my male best friend. I know, I know. Sounds like every plot to every rom-com, right? But I'm not asking for the unrealistic fairy tale advice. What should I actually do? We met senior year of college and I was drawn to his personality and sense of humor, but romance was the furthest thing from my mind. He would jokingly hit on me at parties and the banter was strong, but no moves were ever made by either of us. We are both 29 and have remained good friends since friends post-college. Well, except those two years, he dated a woman that was jealous, controlling, and didn't like him having female friends. It's funny when people write that and then they're like, right before that, it's like, and I was in love with him the whole right. time. But, really. like, <laughs> but his jealous, crazy girlfriend didn't like him. Having... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it didn't like him having female friends. And then like the whole, the rest of the email is about like why she, the ex-girlfriend is right. Um, <laughs> however, when his relationship ended, he reached out and apologized saying that he missed our friendship. We resumed texting, FaceTiming, and even visiting each other regularly. He's in Milwaukee while I'm an hour away in Chicago. Our friends say things like, just admit you're in love with each other, or they're going to end up together. And we both just brush it off. I've hooked up with a friend of his. He's hooked up with friends of mine. But within the past few months, I've realized he's the best person I know, and I always want him to be around. I, I called him crying when my dog died. I FaceTimed him at midnight on New Year's Eve. And lately, I even find myself getting sad when I see him with girls at bars. A slight jealousy I never thought I'd have. So what do I do? Is this information he would want to know or would it ruin our friendship? Is there a chance he could have feelings for me, but have suppressed them after years of me not showing interest? Is it crazy to think we'd be great together long term before we even established mutual feelings? How do I navigate this from the girlfriend? Very tough. Tanks, any thoughts? Well, it's so annoying when people ask you a problem and then you're like, well, this is what happened to me. But last year... I started sleeping with my best guy friend in lockdown and it was tough. It was really, I had a rough go of it. 
and I vlogged the whole thing, which obviously made it more stressful. But when you realize that you have feelings for your friend, that is so tough. I, oof. Well, can you get, can you give us a, like what, what happened in your case? So how did you know the guy and, and when did it, and who, how did the first like romantic thing happen? We, we hang, hung out all the time and, and I was really lonely in lockdown because I live alone and my family is super far away. And, and we were, we would hike like almost every day because that was the only thing to do. And then one Saturday I just texted him and I was like, I think I'm going crazy because I keep thinking about us smashing. And he was like, well, should we? And then we started sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I have to say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I, <laughs> I used to have this, um, this advice to, to women that I don't know. I, I, I probably said it horribly then but i'm 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 gonna try and say it better now is like text whoever you think your friend is hey we should fuck and if they write back like anything but like like if any if it's any form of like what that means they were on a fuck like like this guy being like should we like as if it's never occurred to him he's He's on the same what i never thought of that you (laughs) me penis vagina like i i just love the because it's it, it's either it, they have to write back stop fucking with me that or stop it you're ridiculous or it, it, any other answer is they yeah. thought about it like of that oh, yeah. so maybe she should do something like that maybe she should just try it but well, well I, what happened with you guys so uh, how did it go from there okay so then we start sleeping together and like immediately i'm completely in love with him like very strong feelings and Eventually, I realized that he was never going to date me because he's younger and just like has never had a girlfriend and just, you know, that vibe of like L.A. um, fuck boy. And so I was like, I I was like, I need to get another boyfriend to show him, you know, what he's missing. And then I got another boyfriend and nothing happened. And then I got over him. Are you still friends with him? Yeah, I am. Do you have any feelings it, for him now? No. I got over it. I I, I mean, I, but here's what I'll say. I needed to get it out of my system and I it needed to run its course. And I'm usually so strict with advice, but sometimes I do think you just need to not be in pain, but like let things run their course or get it out. So to this girl, I would say, I think that if she goes the route of like having some big talk, being like, can you come to Chicago and we're going to have a talk and, you know, see if there's a thing that that's like sometimes too dramatic. Like, I almost feel like she should be like, you should come for the weekend and like, let's have a fun time. And I think that they should, you know, have a couple drinks and see what happens and just go from there because they have been friends for whatever, 10 years. It's going to be too awkward and too much pressure if she's like, I think I might have feelings for you. Like that to me is you know, sometimes you just got to go in from the side, not from the top. What do you guys think? I could agree. Well, I, I have a question about you and this guy, how I don't really understand how you could go back to being friends. Like, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's painful and we'll have times where like it, obviously it's easy if you have other guys around. So like now I'm Mm -hmm. seeing a guy and like, I have another, uh, other couple crushes that I'm like really into right now. But like about a month and a half ago, I called him to pick me up from a party. He came, he slept on my couch, like we cuddled 
there, there's, okay. there's moments where I'm like, oh, like it's coming back. But then I just, I, I, I genuinely love his friendship so much that I couldn't, I couldn't give it up. And to me, I look at it and I'm like, okay, what's the cost benefit analysis? Like how much pain is it to be, to have sometimes those random days where I have feelings for him versus lose him as a friend. I'm not ready to lose him as a friend. So I suck it up. But at the same time, if like tomorrow he came and he was like, I want to be together, I suddenly realized that like we belong together, you'd be like down though, right? Kind of. Honestly, I don't know anymore. Hmm. I, what was, I mean, not to get, I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is too personal. But how does the cuddle happen? Like, what's that discussion <laughs> like? We just sort of start doing it. Well, but the I mean, thing, like the other thing that I'll you... say is I can't believe I'm going to say this. The other thing that I'll say is that did help me is the sex was not good. Oh, well, that's which is interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I think it's because I don't. Yeah. I, and I think it's maybe because he's never had a girlfriend. And so he's never like I asked him the other day. I was like, have you ever had sex with someone more than 15 times? like the same person and he said no and I, I was like oh my god this is a huge unlock for me because if you've never been with someone and like gotten to know their body and how it works and then you you don't get it and it's not true intimacy and and then I started I honestly maybe that was the shift for me is because I was like man I, I feel bad for him like he's never woken up and gotten coffee with someone and and like had those cute moments and and I don't know maybe it was how, how old is he He's 28. It's interesting. He's he's having one night stand sex with someone that he should be having one year in sex. I And that's kind of the, the problem. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. A lot of times, like, we can just talk about the problem and it's kind of helpful. Like, yeah, like, when I like when I hear this email, when I hear your story, like the guy isn't stupid. Like, right. 
the guy like if you're i do genuinely believe if i feel something then the person that i'm talking to is at least 10 percent away you know so if you think of things that way like this guy that she's writing in about like your friend that is like what a smash like it's not a hundred percent shocking maybe it's 10 percent shocking but it's like like she says, she called like the answers in the email to me. I always want to be around him. I called him crying when my dog died. I FaceTime him at midnight. I meant New Year's Eve. Like yeah. he's involved in this. So like the problem also. And so like, let's not let him off the hook totally because he knows what's going on. He knows there's feelings. He knows he likes the flirt. The other thing is this flirt thing. You guys taking hikes. That's all fun and games. And it gets to be that. The, you can chill. It can be vague. It can be casual without fucking. He can go home and masturbate. The The problem, I'm just like, the, the problem becomes when you open up to a friend this way, casual's done. You yeah. know the deal. Like the idea of like us sleeping, like just, and I, I'm hearing it from your story. It's like, uh, you're like months ahead of where she is right now, the emailer. Yeah. Because you're ahead and we saw what's gonna maybe probably happen to her. You guys give it a shot. You fuck a, a, a bunch. You have sex. You, you you have some fun times, and then you start going. When do we move on from this? He knows me already, right? Like right. We're, if we're friends and we fuck, it he should be a no brainer. What's totally yeah? And that's I, the disappointing part of the friend thing is like you 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 end up here more than you end up in the rom com ending. Co- totally, and like and like you know, I wasn't gonna say this, but I, I do think I can tell now a year on like he misses me like he misses doing I I can tell he's kind of like he has more feelings I think with a male female friendship that's so close the the percentage of who likes who more is ebbs and flows and I can tell right now he's super into me I mean he he comes to my house every day like he's I can tell but it it's it's only when you truly sort of start to move on it, it can't be fake because I actually do think that my life is a Netflix rom-com so when I did my whole <laughs> plan in the fall I was like I'm gonna date this other guy and then he'll see that he misses me and like I have that delusion or like main character complex where I'm like this will be the plot and it didn't work because it wasn't genuine because I was still totally in love with him but now that I've actually moved on I think he's actually starting to see what it was so this is really just your longer long game plan (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't though it wasn't and that's why I said it came to my door tomorrow and said I want to be with you I don't even know anymore because now it's real and that's that's the difficult part about the advice is just like, but yeah, I do think. Do you believe do that you're <laughs> friends with him for real? Sorry. Do you believe that you two are actually friends? Like you treat him the exact same way you would treat someone you know as a sister, like or as a brother, like someone that you. Because like, yeah. that's that's my question to this person as well. Like, right. there's a point are you where, really where, friends? Are you really friends? Like because when you're yeah. attracted to someone, you start to act. Uh, you change your act a little bit. You're not you do. doing exactly mm-hmm. how you'd be with your friend that you've known since birth. So, Completely. yeah. That's so it's true. like, are you an actor? Are you doing, are you playing the part of yourself? Like, just like you said with the main character in the rom-com, like, you know, I think this person has to ask themselves, like, like is losing this, whatever this friendship is, is she okay with that? Because she might think she's in a friendship that's actually just, given her the flirt and the fun and the crutch of a 
male counterpart that she's looking for. Right. And um, I mean, here's, I think, the other thing about Tink's your situation and just like this in general is I think that you can continue to be friends with this guy until one of you actually gets into another relationship. Totally. Because I, I do think it's like most people aren't cool with like their boyfriend or girlfriend hanging out with someone that they used to have sex with or going over to their house every day or doing those, you know, platonic snuggles. Like I think yeah. that kind of like in between somewhere in the middle friendship works until like there's a real third person involved, in which case it becomes like weird. Totally. I could never, let me put it this way. I, I could never have the relationship I have with him right now. If I had a boyfriend, it would be so disrespectful. It would be crazy. So yeah, I mean, I think that's true. Um, we just what have do our you own do? little world. So, what do we do if we're this woman that wrote in? What do we do? I personally would invite him for the weekend and be like, "Let's have a fun weekend," and then just make out with him and see how it felt. Because anything, because you you're already so close as a friend. If she, if he's the one that she called when her dog died, they're already so close. It would be like it would be too intense to call him up and be like, I think I have feelings for you. For me, I just, that's not how I would try it on. And you never know. Like when she makes out with him, she might feel differently or it might feel super amazing and natural and then it will just flow. But that's me. I, I don't like big summits. I hate like a, a talk. I hate when guys I'm dating are like, can we talk? I'm like, I, I, that just makes me shut down. So you usually that's already know the answer. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I I totally agree with that method and I would but I would say though when you when you do go into a friend like the stakes are higher in the sense yeah. of like you kind of have to know like I want to date this person. I don't, you don't really just because if you're friends with them and you're find them physically attractive at least for most women that I know like that's what you want you want to date them. So just go in knowing that and then if the person seems like they're just trying to sleep with you I would get out of that as fast as you can because yeah. you're already going into it like super emotionally inv- invested. Completely. I think she needs to admit that he knows she likes him and that he likes her in whatever way. So she's claiming to avoid this because doesn't want to ruin the friendship and make things awkward. I think he's avoiding this because he's like, I have to be in a relationship right away and you're an hour (laughs) away and there's all these logistical things that kind of make that even more difficult. Like, I don't think he's oblivious like definitely not oblivious yeah yeah so, so i but i do like i think what you're both like i think like the mix of the two is like such a good idea for her where it's like come for the weekend but like hey i also want to let you know like i'm i'm not like you know this is a this means a lot if you come like this means something <laughs> to me if you come yeah yeah <laughs> come but beware <laughs> beware of relationship yeah (laughs) the sign on the door i just don't think they're friends i think she needs to admit that like i like you um i want you to come here and hang out with me for a weekend to see how this feels if she can do that not everyone can do that not everyone can have it you know that weekend and then have it not work out and that that's understandable as well like you know i I, to bring it full circle to the beginning of our to the beginning of our conversation she should it, it, rather know, rather know now. Cause otherwise yeah. she's going to, otherwise she's going to build it up in her mind. You know what? No, I would definitely advocate for her doing it sooner rather than later because I have the craziest imagination and so much of like my emotion towards my friend was built up by what I thought we could be in my mind. 
you know, I imagined this perfect relationship because he knows me so well and we're already friends. But in reality, he might be a shitty boyfriend because he's never had a freaking girlfriend. And for sure. this girl, she's probably spending her days projecting like, oh my God, he would be this great boyfriend and we could do all this stuff together. Like you have no idea. So just. She's already done that. Sorry to interrupt, but she wrote, yeah. I realize he's the best person I know. He's right. not that great. Right. He exactly. shits too. He sucks too. He's mediocre. Right. You're well, mediocre. It's either going to work out or it doesn't. I think that like the biggest thing is like, if you do this weekend, and he doesn't give you what you want. You have to be ready to like lose him until you can get over it. Like I, okay. I Tinks, not to disagree with you, but I, I think the the cuddle friend. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna work out. I, I think that's gonna be a tough sledding for you. But I, I, I appreciate that you're doing it. I just you know, like it's just. But I, I, I think, think, like also, get away I think she it. makes a great point. It's like you can be in love. You can think you're in love with someone, and really you're just in love with like this idea of the story of you know we were friends and then together, yeah. and now we're perfect for each other, which is really more of like the projected story and not like the reality of what's there and yeah for me, hey come for the weekend let's smash and then he goes uh 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 maybe i would be leave room to be unattracted to him totally well but that was actually the best that was like the biggest ammo that i had is that when like the sex wasn't good i was like oh like it brought me back down to earth because obviously i imagined like that it was going to be fireworks and and like this perfect match. But it, when it wasn't, that really helped me ground myself in a reality where I was like, wow, like it's th- not only is this not what I thought it was, but if we actually dated, it could be totally different to what I thought it was also, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, sometimes it, it takes action to, to bring you back down to earth and to like take your fantasy down a notch because Fantasy can be a, a powerful thing, but the reality is often a completely different situation. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I love this dating story. I love your TikToks. Everyone go follow Tinks at It's Me Tinks, right? On Instagram and TikTok. Yes. Thank you, guys. It was so fun chatting. This was a riot. I'm oh. going to come to you when I have problems. Awesome. And where can they, where can they find, please do, you, you don't even have to write in. You could just come the back. DMs on. We'll talk are about open line. for problems. I got yeah. the direct line. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> where can they find the blog? The vlog is on TikTok. It's me. Okay. I'll be updating as honestly as I can be given that I'm dating this new guy, but I'm just kidding. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, and if new guy, if you're listening, um, yeah. it was just a cuddle. It was just a cuddle. Literally. Well, there we go. Thank you, Tanks. To anyone listening, uh, we did it again, Jordana. Uh, Everyone, keep sharing these episodes. If you're new to the podcast, if you've never heard us before, go check out our Wednesday episode from this week. They're all, uh, you know, this type of conversation. And we're every Wednesday and Sunday. And we'll be back on Wednesday. Right, Jordana? We will. All right. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. 
Betches.